that's what this affidavit is. It's the conversation of saying, I don't agree with what you're doing and you're harming me. It's unacceptable. And people think, yeah. they, people think they need to have a big story to say I've been harmed, but we really mm-hmm. don't. Um, people have been restricted on education, commerce, religion, relationships, funerals, weddings, baptisms. I mean, church yeah. uh, celebratory things, whatever. We've been restricted on on living, on our movement, where we can stand, how close, how far apart, yeah. our breathing. I mean, to the, say the least, our breathing. All we're asking for is a rescindment of the mandates and the rhetoric and the stopping of terrorizing people and focusing on deaths and cases yeah. like just stop just stop right. we don't talk right. about cancer this way or heart disease this way or the flu just, or right yeah the flu is yeah. cured you're listening to a real human being a podcast about conversation and connection and being human my name is josh putnam and i believe that everybody is worth listening to that connection is powerful and healing and that we need each other Hi, everyone. Welcome in to the show today. Um, I have a special guest on with me, someone that I'm excited to talk to, somebody that I've never actually talked to yet, but I've um, communicated with her over um, social media, uh, Facebook, um, and just really been excited about and, and grateful for the work that she's been doing this year. And, and I wanted to bring her on and have a, a, a conversation about all of these things. So this is... Um, Alina. Um, and I didn't ask you if it was okay if I use your last name or not. I, I don't yeah, right. Okay, Alina Erickson. Some some people, again, you know, it's being on social media, some people are, are uh, understandably, um, you know, careful. So, um, but yeah, so this is Alina Erickson. So welcome. Thank you for being on the show uh, today. Well, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. This is my honor. Um, so let's get started. Let's just have you kind of introduce yourself a little bit, kind of your background, where you came from, and then we'll get into you know 2020 and all of the craziness that that was that went on there and what you were up to during the year. So, um, so yeah, what uh, what's your what's your story? Well, I am a mother of six children. Um, so- they. The ages of my children range from 14 to 23. Okay. And I've been a home stay-at-home mom for years. I've been working on getting my education, and I'm halfway through a grad program for clinical mental health counseling. Okay. And I'm also a master herbalist, a hypnotist. Uh, my undergrad oh, really? is yeah. Wow, very interesting. My undergrad. We'll get into is, that later. That's very cool. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, my yeah. undergrad is marriage and no, that's okay. Marriage and family studies. So. Um, at the heart of who I am and what I believe in is really the essence of humanity, and that's family, relationships, yeah. connections. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I've always ha- felt a kinship to the Founding Fathers and to liberty. There's just something mm-hmm. that's just resonates with me, and I, I feel that connection too. Yeah. And so when 2020 began, um, I was just coming out of an internship for my undergrad at a um, addiction recovery center okay. from in okay. Salt Lake City and that opened my eyes to the need for human connection yeah. and yeah. you know just with what those people struggle with and go through and my heart went out to them and yeah and so um obviously in March I mean I I finished with that program late February and um 
then March, the lockdowns came and, and I decided to spend some time at home with my family and just revert my focus to that. But it awoken me. It awoken me to maybe a calling, if you will. Um, and so I've never, politics have interested, they've, they've always been of interest to me, but I've never, um, you know, I've never really actually dove into it. Mm -hmm. And I'm just, I think I just felt the prompting to get on social media and to gather, educate, and um, band together. It was really the only way we could. Yeah. With the isolations, um, yeah. you know, and the lockdowns, and it was the only way people could. And I think people were drawn to that because they needed to feel that community's, you know, connection. Yeah. Absolutely. So I just, I just kind of started writing posts that came to me and eventually I, I got uh, invites for uh, public speaking engagements and I accepted those and just one thing led to another mm -hmm. um, and so for me the affidavit I have a few people that I work with that um, it was it was actually his idea and he's been kind of a mentor to me in natural law okay. and um, I kind of ran with that so that's just a summary of my story yeah kind of how you get here um, wow, that is very cool. I didn't realize that you had worked in an addiction recovery uh, unit there. Um, and you're speaking of, of that realization uh, of our need for connection, I think it's kind of at the, it's at the root and the core of what I'm trying to do here. Um, because I've recognized, so my journey is, is quite different, but like, I started studying um, and researching health uh, somewhere eight, eight or nine years ago, more, pretty in, intensively because of my own mental health issues. And I was seeing the, the kind of uh, the um, responses to that in the, in the medical community. The, and, and I, and I wasn't liking the results. Um, and, and I just, it, it didn't all add up to me. And so I, I needed to do my own research, try to understand what was going on. And one of the biggest elements to to health and healing, and particularly to mental health, is that connection with other human beings. But like real, you know, vulnerable, good, healthy connection. And uh, and so that's been kind of at, at underlying all of my, um, especially definitely this this podcast. But it was kind of a driving force. But but as we moved into and, and through 2020 and seeing what was going on and, and the reactions to, uh, to COVID by um, government leaders and, and such, and the disconnection that came there. And I mean, I felt it myself, certainly, but, but we, you know, you hear about if you if you were looking for it, you heard about the increase in 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 suicide for one thing, right? I mean, the huge increase there, and in in um, mental health uh, intense mental health issues grew exponentially. I think in this last year, and and so um, that sort of I was already kind of in my studies of health. I already felt kind of pulled into this conversation or or even fight which i was reluctant to join um surrounding health in in general 
so I, I felt like I was, it was just kind of a continuation of that when we started moving into 2020 um, as seeing the responses from, from, uh, from government and, and how they were impacting the real world, the real people. And, and so when I saw your stuff on, I think it was Facebook that I, that I found you, um, I was just I was drawn to it and, and so excited and grateful that you were, that you were doing the things that you were doing. So thank you for all that. Well, you're welcome. I, I deeply care about people and, um, you know, improving our communities as well as restoring what's rightfully ours. Yeah. And I think what's been most surprising about me and uh, uh, with this experience is um, collecting the affidavits. Mm-hmm. A lot of people have said, I just don't have a story. I'm like, right. you, you do have a story. Yeah. Because I, I think at the very essence, what we have to understand is whatever you believe your higher power to be, um, that precedes government. Mm-hmm. And John Locke was, um, you know, the philosopher that just mm-hmm. made the impression upon our founding fathers to really implement the government or the, the system to protect who we are. Mm-hmm. I mean, what is man? You know, what is woman? We are a combination of our ambitions and our personality and mm-hmm. our uh, capa- our capabilities. And with that, we produce our property. Yes, our body is our property, mm-hmm. but we produce property mm-hmm. through those ambitions of who we really are. And so, you know, our founding fathers and John Locke, they understood how sacred that relationship of our personal journey on earth is. Yeah. And that government was instituted to protect that and to not, um, you know, not to um, shrink that or restrain it, but in actually to enlarge freedom. Absolutely. I mean, amen on that one. Uh, I've been a fan of John Locke for a long time, but I, I haven't been as uh, uh, thorough and, and, and committed to my, to my, readings of that era um, particularly but i i've I, when i was younger i i i used to read um his treatises on government and he was, was brilliant and 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 all of the kind of the founding father era um writings particularly are just magnificent and we i think should all be reading that stuff um, more than than we are uh, to give us a greater understanding and appreciation for, particularly in America, why the government was founded the way it was, and 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 you spoke to it there. It was to protect the the individual. It was to protect freedom, and 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 that was it. It was to protect life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, and that was all. And the rest was was up to us, you know. And, and so I, I just, yeah, I, I like, I, I like that you said that. That's that's pure, that's beautiful. Well, and that's the important thing to know because in order for my effort and to be successful, people have to understand. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, we're, you know, so this affidavit project. Um, that is the foundation is understanding natural law, understanding government. They are our employees. They, right. they work for us. They serve us. They have an right. oath to obey the constitution 
and to protect our liberties. Yeah. And really, our life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness according to the dictates of our conscience. Yeah. And so government just needs to get out of the way and then people can do right. great things. Um, right. Now, and, and I get that. So the world has, feels so complicated now. And, and, I, and I think that that's the, the argument that's often made for more regulation, more in government involvement, right? Well, but what about, you know, uh, um, you know, cyber terrorism or, or, or the threat of, you know, what, what about, uh, um, I mean, you worked in, in the addiction community or community, I don't know, but like, um, and, and, and saw so much of the, 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 the kind of devastation and destruction that that brings and, and, oh, we need to be able to address these societal issues and, and, um, and create regulations that maybe prohibit or regulate, um, opioids is a big one here in Utah, I know, especially, you know, um, or, or things like that. So I get the conversation, but, um, can you speak to that, from your experience, especially as you worked with those who were addicted, and and what what is the response there? How, why why do we not necessarily need more government, but we can address the issues without them stepping in? Well, what I found is the biggest hurdle for the um, and I don't want to call them addicts. I don't like labels. Mm -hmm. um, I think we all have a tendency to have an addiction to something. Yes. Yeah. Some are just more socially acceptable than others, right? Right. And you hit it right there. We need to change the attitude in society. Yeah. Because if these people cannot be given a chance in society, how can they recover? Mm -hmm. If they have a label attached to them, um, you, you know, I, I dare say even the label of a felony, if that mm -hmm. stays with somebody forever, mm -hmm. then what gives them the hope? It, it brings in the conversation of Les Mis. Yes. And oh, yeah how he was struggling to overcome this life sentence of a label. And is it, yeah. yes, what is that balance? What's the, there's a dance between law and God's law. Yeah. And um, Jean Valjean, you know, he had to, he had to wrestle with that. And so mm -hmm. we feel, we feel with him in that journey. And so really the humanity of um, helping people overcome is I think having the compassion and the charity to overlook and to be willing to to be willing to give these people a chance um, within yeah. society to integrate them, but one of the most devastating things that COVID did was it shut down businesses, shut down hiring. Um, yeah. You know, some some restaurant owners say, "Hey, we've actually done better in 2020." Well, may is it because yeah. the most vulnerable are put at risk of losing their job? You know, with with curbside and takeout. Mm -hmm. Now we have. Um, we've eliminated a lot of the waitresses, waiters, dish boys, bus boys, like all that kind of stuff. We've eliminated that. So right. of course they're, they're absorbing more money that way. Their overhead went down. Yeah. 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 And so, you know, it's a, it's a hard thing. I've thought about it a lot with, with government and the relationship with programs such as um, addiction recovery. Right. Um, I, I think, you know, ultimately I would love to see less government and more family, community, and church yeah. involvement. Yeah, I, I think you, I think you hit it on the head there. It's it's community, right? Because even with 
a government program, it, it I think is almost completely ineffective if there's no community around, like to help support, right? Um, I mean, how many well, people do you see in the system who who end up just back where they started because even after going through a, a government uh, program, um, because it, and it just it didn't it didn't stick or it didn't last or it didn't work for them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, and I. I think we also have to eliminate the government programs that are enabling the cyclic patterns that we're seeing of, of addiction or dysfunctional living. Mm. Um, if we have programs that are an incentive to have children, but not get married yeah. and we take fathers out of the home, yeah. then, then we're supporting that behavior and right. there's no accountability. And so, yeah, you know, getting rid of those, those kinds of things is, is uh, key. And really, um, I think instead of focusing so much on what's not working, you know, they've done, they've done studies. Instead of focusing so much on what's not working, maybe we need to focus on what is working. What is yeah. our strength? You know, you turn on the news and it's so, I don't, but if people yeah. turn on the news, it's so negative. Yeah. And really what there's for every one bad thing, there's probably a thousand good people doing something good. Yeah. And I think our focus needs to change on that. And we need to stop giving the spotlight to criminal behavior as well and to negativity. So mm. that's that's interesting because like this whole year for me or this past year, uh, it's felt like such a like the, the the lesson that I have learned or or the issue that has become so clear to me for me specifically has been how do I find the balance between uh, standing and even fighting if need be for the things that I believe are right and true freedom and, um, uh, and, and our rights. Um, but also then still be compassionate and kind, um, at the same time, because I, I mean, I'm genuinely torn between these two things quite often. And I think that you'd find, I think that this is a conversation you see on social media all the time, particularly as we start talking about mask mandates and, and all of that, or, or just wearing masks in general, right? Oh, you wear a mask to for other people because you have to protect them and, and be kind. And so, so the argument is this um, kind of emotional, emotion-based argument of, um, are you compassionate? If you're not, com if you are compassionate, then you will do this. And if you don't do this, then you are not compassionate and you don't care about people. And so I, I think that you get just a, a, an enormous amount of people who, who otherwise would make a different decision going along with a, uh, like the, the mask mandate, because they feel well, but I'm compassionate. I, I need to be compassionate. I need to be um, kind and, and, and show my love for people because that's most important. Can, and to me, like, this is why I get so torn because it's like, I, I totally agree. I, I, it is so important. And, and, it, and to me, it is. I feel moved by that. I want to make sure that people are taken care of. I want that, that they are safe and that they are healthy and, and happy. And, uh, but, at the same time, I have, or I should say, and at the same time, I have a deep, deep conviction for and, and um, passion for freedom and truth and standing for what 
is right. And I think that what happens, especially um, in it feels in in the Christian community, is that that it's easy for us to be manipulated by this ideology of just be compassionate, just love, and. and yeah, I, I guess that's really all I would want to do. I think, you, you know, it's interesting because I've thought a lot about this and the brilliance of what has happened mm-hmm. with the coercion, mm-hmm. because you're absolutely right. Even the founders knew that yeah. in order to trust people into a new kind of government that had never been experimented, mm-hmm. um, they had to trust that humans were innately good. Yeah, that they would want to do the right thing and that they would want to care for each other. But the catchphrase right there is to live life according to the dictates of conscience. So, yes, there's a collective effort um, to be morally sound and morally correct, but it's an individual effort. Does Mm. that make sense? It's we're we're, we're directed individually according to our conscience, our relationship with our creator. And so I'm going to say that the difference between socialism and service when talking about being charitable is one is forced Mm -hmm. and one is a choice. Yes. And I will always, that's why liberty is so important. Yes. I don't care if I would prefer people to not wear a mask because I, I see the psychological effects of what's happening in society, the disconnect. People aren't talking. They're not smiling. They're not connecting. They're afraid of each other. They're even if you're not afraid of the virus, just what you said, Oh, I better stay away from people now. Yeah. Um, And we could go into a whole other spill about the numbers of this virus and and how legitimate really are we in, in, in a state of a threat for lives and preserving lives. And so my, I find that you can win any argument by just embracing liberty, which is really the agency, agency to choose, mm-hmm. yeah. choose what is right for you. And there is one thing, and since you mentioned Christianity, uh, there's a parable, the 10 virgins I've been really thinking about. Mm. And all 10 were religious, but mm-hmm. only five were prepared with the oil. And mm. that could be symbolic and that can mean something different to each one of us. But I believe in this con- in this context, what, what that could mean, and I've thought about it, is I cannot give somebody their physical help. That is earned through drop by drop, through choices, yeah. through practices, yeah. through routines, through healthy living, yeah. diet, exercise, yeah. sunshine, positive thinking, fresh yeah. air, healthy relationships. Those things contribute to help, help and I can't give that to somebody. Yeah. And so I think it's a deception to think that we're protecting somebody else's immune system. Yeah. And are we so fragile that God failed us that we need to put our trust in man? Right. And that's where I stand. I think we have a brilliant immune system. I, I mean, a, amen. Uh, totally. I mean, couldn't have said it better myself. I think that that is the, as I mentioned, my journey and, and, and learning about health and studying about health is that like uh, there is a, so there's a doctor who I hope to someday have on here. It was just brilliant. And I, I admire him so much. His name is, is Zach Bush. And he is just, he opened my eyes to, to just so many things. Um, but the premise is the way to, to create health or to, to be healthy um, is through the supporting of and the di- diversifying of 
the microbiome and the and the virome. So you have both of these microbiological communities living in and on your body, you know, every second of every day. And and it turns out we have this flawed, skewed understanding of what um, those things are, what they do, and what their purpose or their design was. Um, and that comes from, you know, there's this conversation that went back to Louis Pasteur, um, germ theory versus terrain theory, um, where as you, what you're speaking about is terrain theory, where does health come from? It comes from right choices, healthy living, healthy diet, um, li lifestyle, exercise, positive thoughts, all of that stuff. And it, 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 it that is where our health um, will be won or lost. And or maintained or, or, or supported or lost. And so you actually see as you look at this microbiological world that it is not our enemy, it is actually our friend. We need it mm -hmm. and it supports mm -hmm. our health and it strengthens us if we li uh, live in ways that support it, which is to allow for biodiversity, to um, you know, and that uh, speaks to the the whole mask or the social distancing issue as well. Where, how do you create a, a robust and 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 diverse microbiome? Well, you have to expose your body and your immune system to all kinds of different environments, mm -hmm. um, by bio biologically. So so different people and they're and they carry different specific bacteria and viruses and and um, as we breathe in their in their immediate environment and they breathe in ours we we create and cultivate this biodiversity and mm -hmm. that's what actually creates this strength of our immune system and and so now we we've come and said it's bad it's dangerous it's trying to kill us and we need to um distance from everybody and we need to stay inside and we need to mask up and we need to and and these all of these um responses are actually creating the opposite result from what we were hoping it would which is to actually decrease our health you know well and it, interesting i was on a podcast several months ago towards the beginning of this um and we talked about the efficiency of mass and there really is mm -hmm. not a proven study of it but right um and again even though i don't like mass and i wish we could all just throw them away i'm not gonna i'm not telling anybody they can't do it if they're right. comfortable but harvard i believe it was harvard they it was harvard or yale one of the you know big ivy, ivy league leagues. universes yeah they did a study with mice about this very thing with our microbiome and mm -hmm. terrain theory Mm -hmm. And they wanted to see the relationship between our skin biome and the gut biome because 90% mm -hmm. of our immune system is in our intestines. Yep. So they took two sets of mice and one group was just living like they normally would and, and dirt and, you know, mm -hmm. just, you know, like they normally would. Yeah. And then the other was in a really isolated, pristine, sterile. clean, sterile environment. And they tested the skin and the gut biome from both of them. And it was always parallel. Huh. So, and interestingly enough, when they tried to introduce bacterias to both sets of mice, 
the ones that were sterile really struggled with fighting it because mm-hmm. they didn't have, like you said, they didn't, their body has had not developed immunity or practice. It's like a muscle. It needs to be exercised. Right. Yep. And so yeah. then the, the mice that um, were in that natural environment, they were able to fight it. Well, they decided to get, administer an antibiotic to both. Mm. And they were assuming to find that within the gut, it would wipe out the microbiome as antibiotics do. Mm-hmm. But what they found was, is that the microbiome on the skin actually correlated. They didn't expect the skin to reduce in efficiency, oh, but it did. Right. So there's some kind of relationship um, between the microbiome and the, the on the skin and in the gut. Uh-huh. It's interesting. Very interesting because they're, they're in communication. It's like a, it's like yes. a network. I mean, and you find this. So, so Dr. Bush's, one of his some quote that he had said uh, a while back was something about like the, the the more I look into um you know the microbiome and human health and and the digger, the deeper I dig the every time it comes back to the soil and to soil health and you look at and you look at um yeah I'm, I'm really into gardening and, and permaculture and mm-hmm. and um and and the lessons we learn there are just just beautiful as they relate to human health, um, the the diversity and and the um, the kind of the synergistic uh, communal sort of in, uh, environment or, or health interaction, interaction yeah. that they that they, that is supposed to be there and that naturally will be there um, is astounding. And it and in nature everything works together just beautifully and helps each other become become and stay healthy and thrive and, and be, be well. And it's when we get involved as human beings and we start saying, Oh no, look, this person died and they had this bacteria. Therefore the bacteria was the cause. Therefore bacteria are bad. Therefore we need to kill them all. And we start going in and we start trying to kill everything and antibiotics, like you mentioned, and it, it ends up in the long run creating just devastation. Mm-hmm. And and be, the, the the system becomes unsustainable. So then we have to keep inputting more and more, um, and we get sicker and sicker, and 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 there's less and less health, and that works. That's that's just kind of a, a, a principle of nature, it seems, from mm-hmm. the soil to our actual, you know, our bodies. And well, I heard it best put that um, with terrain theory, the best way to explain it is, it's like blaming the firefighter because he's present when there's a fire. Right. So viruses are the most abundant organism on the planet. Yes. And there's no way, like people take off the map. Like we have lived for ages on this planet with viruses and bacteria. And it's about taking personal responsibility for help and um, wreck and stop being afraid. Like fear just lowers your immune system anyway. Yes, so, absolutely. And the other the other concept that our government needs to remember is uh, uh, Cor- uh, Cornell Law came up with a, um, they have it in their book. It's like a it's called direct threat. Okay. And basically, there oh, has to be. I think you posted about this just recently. Yes. Okay. Yeah, there has to be a due process. You can't just call people a direct threat. I can't just call you a right. criminal. I can't right. just assume you are dangerous or assume you are hazardous biologically or physically yeah. unless there's a due process. Yeah. So we need to like, it's it's amazing to me how advanced we've become in society. And yet just in 2020, 
we've like totally rewound the clock on civil rights, yeah. on um, basic biology. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, just it's time that, and you know, obviously there's probably some agendas there. Right. So, and, yeah. and that I think is the, the hard part because it's hard to, con- I think it's hard for a lot of people to, um, to fathom that there could be people who would be willing to, or, to do horrendous things like that, to, to manipulate and, and for their own um, gain, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and so I think that that's at, at the root of kind of a resistance to consider conspiracy and things like that. Well, are they, there's no way that that would be the case. Let's just calm down and, and just, trust and everything will be okay but but and we've seen time and time again through the 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 pages of history would um would paint a different picture you know for us that that there are plenty of people who who do and have and 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 i think would continue to um take advantage of and manipulate um society at large or people in specifically for their own agendas. And I think we're definitely seeing, I think that the data and the science, uh, or I would say the lack thereof is, is just, it's a big red flag that, that says something isn't right here. You know, mm-hmm. it doesn't all add up. Yeah, I agree with that. And that's why the only solution out of this mess will be, always be agency. Yeah, it's all, it goes back to what we were saying in the beginning: live life according to the dictates of our conscience. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it, yeah, it's, it is. It's, it's become a big mess, and and mm-hmm. I'm sad to see, you know, so many. And really, I've I've developed the opinion that I feel like we need to respect the medical community for what it is, mm-hmm. and politicians and ecclesiastic leaders need to stop posing as physicians they need to stop giving yeah. medical claims they need to stop giving medical advice they need to stop saying this is a prevent preventative and a cure with this there's no empirical data to support it right and so we have i think people who don't want to comply but they're torn like you said in the beginning they're torn between liberty and taking that stand versus being obedient to the leaders that they trust yeah and yeah. so i whatever happened to consult your doctor you know, OSHA used to require yeah. that people go get fitted for for any kind of mouth covering, face covering yeah. to make sure they were of sound health, make sure they were wearing something properly, like a doctor would have to sign off. And so now we've even bypassed the medical field and we have 17 year olds in front of, you know, stores acting like they're doctors and, and making right. claims of cures and prevention. Yeah. And, you know, obviously with this with these mandates and 99 percent of the population complying Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden we have these explosive case numbers if those are even real i mean is that not a red flag right if it's supposed to be if working i mean that's what it's supposed to be preventing right right and yet and yet yeah absolutely well and i think you know to continue on that path one of the in in all of my research one of the the main troubling things that i found was was a was a deep kind of um, flaw in in the 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 foundation of the medical community at large, or the Western medical community at least, and that I think is one of the driving forces behind some of the 
poor decisions, I think, being made because even many, many doctors, maybe even most, would cite not i guess i wouldn't say most because there are a lot now that that we that have come out over this last year and said this is not right or not handling this correctly you know we shouldn't be you know making broad mandates medical mandates for everybody and but there are still just so many that that are of the um opinion still that that germ theory is accurate and that it is still we still need to fight them and kill them and 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 I, and so it's like on all fronts i feel like there's a there's flawed understanding of what's really going on and what's going to really lead to success and health um and so like in even the doctors uh, so many of them are are I think blinded or deceived by, by, or or about what's what's truly going on and what the best measures would be to take. So it's and yet you were mentioning earlier that that nature is the perfect teacher. Yes, oh, and yeah. we're not we're not exempt from nature. I mean, we're right. very much a part of it, and it's all you can see the patterns, and you can see. Yeah. Um. You know, if you pick a tomato off that plant, you remove the life source. I mean, eventually that tomato is going to reach its full capacity and then it's going to start to shrivel and then start to rot. And that's just the nature and course of things. Human beings are the same way. We're not meant to live forever. But if you pick that tomato off of its life source, it's going to give it nutrients. Then what happens? Nature destroys that which is weak. And so you even see that in the animal kingdom. You know, if you have fish that are that are injured or whatever, like they're bleeding or something, either other fish or I mean, it, nature takes care yeah. of it. Yeah. So nature breaks down that which is diseased. Right. And so it's, it goes back to being healthy. And if we're healthy, right. then nature's not going to break us down. Yes. And so it goes to, to your point earlier. It's it's all about our personal responsibility there. Yeah. You know, and that's why it's so dangerous for us to take the responsibility of of health out of out of the individual's hands and put it on the community at large mm-hmm. because it won't lead to health that's the that's the problem and mm-hmm. and and it requires us to lose our freedoms and rights and all of that and mm-hmm. so but but when you just say you got to do it for everybody else well, it's not going to produce the desired results. And we're seeing that now. Everyone, as, as you mentioned before, everyone already, most people are already following all of those um, protocols. And yet we're still having cases, of course, you mentioned, and we could dig into whether or not those are accurate. But um, but it just, it won't lead to actual sustainable health. And it's just, that's, like you said, that's nature's way. It's about the personal responsibility following the laws of health Mm -hmm. Uh, well and if government was so concerned about our individual health then you know it's interesting they earlier this year they deemed what was essential and what wasn't but mcdonald's was open right (laughs) i mean you know the number one killer in in our country is heart disease and that's six hundred and forty seven thousand deaths a year yeah and then cancer is shortly under that at six hundred thousand, and yet 
We have billions of dollars being poured into states for COVID relief. And where is the promotion for health in any of that? Right. Totally. It's, it, it blows my mind. I mean, what could we do in communities? I, I lived in Vegas for a time. And as you know, it's the most desolate place. It's yeah. one of the most desolate places. But what was really cool is they had an orchard. And they okay. had several trees. Like It was like this community thing. And I thought, you know, community sustainability yeah. is a really cool idea that people, you know, can can work together on and make sure yeah. that um, that we're supporting health and we're supporting health practices. And yeah, because that's the, that's the only real solution. Yeah. To, if you, yeah. if we really want health and I, I'm of the opinion that the solution to, to all of our societal ills, well, uh, the solution is, is, is Jesus, but um, right. from right. a, from a uh, kind of a societal structural um, uh, standpoint, it, I think small localized permaculture based community food forest gardens are, are what, because not only does that provide food for everybody um, with minimal input, um, but it also, it supports health um, probably better than anything that we do is, 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 is what we put, what we eat, what we put into our mouths impacts our health more than, than, than I think anything else. Um, it's, yeah, and it would bring people together yep. instead of making people afraid and hiding in their homes. It would yep. bring people together for a common good, Absolutely. for something we need to do anyway. We need to eat. Yeah. And then you know it. You you would build relationships. I mean, it would be a very healthy. Yeah. A very healthy, uh, lofty goal, but yeah. it'd be good. <laughs> I liked, but I just liked what you said about Vegas. I didn't know that they that they had that, but that, uh, that that's. I wish we would have them everywhere. You know. But. Well, and interestingly enough, um, in Vegas, because they don't really have winters there, there were always honeybees. Mm, yeah. Because there was always blossoms year round on the different shrubbery and yeah. you would find honeybees. So a lot of people owned hives. That's cool. And it. so it's it's interesting what you can come up with and do even in the desert. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Nature is so, so, so resilient because it's yeah. brilliant and he, and he designed it in a brilliant way so it, it can sustain itself wherever it is if we if we take our hands off the wheel and leave it alone or or work with it you know and and use its rules and laws and principles and and mm-hmm. trust it you know mm-hmm. um so let's jump into the affidavit for for a minute you've yeah. um we've we've kind of touched on that but i i finally was able to get one finished and, and mailed off hopefully you should it within the next day or two but um and and hopefully it it works out, and you can let me know if if it if it needs any adjustment. But um, so kind of explain what it is, and 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 uh, and why it is there, and and how people can find information on it. And I'll put links in, in the show notes and the description so people can find it. And okay, perfect. And I'll give you those links. Um, okay. So. We have the foundation. Hopefully people are starting to understand the grasp, really what a free people is supposed to look like. Because if Mm -hmm. you understand that, then you're more willing to write an affidavit, Mm -hmm. um, to understand government's proper role and to understand our stewardship over liberty. And this is part of the process. This is the due process. So in um, the constitution and the declaration of independence, you know, taking our grievances to our government, Mm -hmm. that is what we're supposed to do. Right. If, if your employee is not performing in a way that is 
benefiting the, the, the industry or the business or the relationship, and you have to have that conversation. That's what this affidavit is. It's the conversation of saying, I don't agree with what you're doing and you're harming me. It's unacceptable. And people think, yeah. they, people think they need to have a big story to say I've been harmed, but we really mm -hmm. don't. Um, people have been restricted on education, commerce, religion, relationships, funerals, weddings, baptisms. I mean, church yeah. uh, celebratory things, whatever. We've been restricted on on living, on our movement, where we can stand, how close, how far apart, yeah. our breathing. I mean, to the, say the least, our breathing. Yeah. And so, you know, to put it into context, if somebody were to come into your home and, you know, hold your kids hostage, hold you hostage, you can't leave your home, you can't shop, you can't talk to anybody, they're going to put, you know, something over your face, a face covering, and, you know, what would you do? The first thing you'd want to do is get a whole, get, get the police there. Yeah. Right? Well, in essence, this is what the government has done to us. Yeah. So my approach is different. This is not a lawsuit. Um, I don't want the litigation expense and years of a lawsuit. Mm -hmm. All I want is to be left alone. Mm -hmm. And if we don't say something, we're in tacit agreement. We're agreeing to the terms that they're doing. Yeah. And so the answer is we, the people, it's educating the people on what a free, free people are supposed to look like and then the due process. So with this affidavit, it is your statement that you're being harmed. So um, we have, a, we have a, a beautiful affidavit already written for people. The beginning mm -hmm. of it has spiritual, um, scriptural references. And the reason for that, and people can cut it out, they can customize it the way they want. It doesn't bother me. Mm -hmm. But it's in our, it's in a sense, our own declaration of independence. It's what the founder said to King George. Right. That we are creations of a, of a God, that um, we have that special relationship with him on this journey in life, to live life according to the dictates of conscience, and that government doesn't supersede that. But we also recognize that God is the giver of life, mm. and that we are petitioning his help in this process. And then finally, all government officials who are elected take an oath with their hand on the Bible. All law is founded on biblical principles. Yeah. So um, when you understand those pieces, then it, it comes together and it makes a lot more sense. So mm -hmm. then there's a section, and I'm going to recommend people type it out because there is not a ton of room. When you pull up the PDF, there's not a lot of room copy and paste it onto a Word doc, and then you can type out your grievances. Just be, you know, I was able to fit 20 on mine. Mm. <laughs> and I talked about, you know, not being able to go to church. My children who can't go to school, they're being blacklisted from being able to go to school, not being able to go to go and engage in commerce freely and in and, and contract with businesses freely. Um, being deprived of weddings, funerals, baptisms. Um, like I said, I mentioned about 20 things, but the important thing when you're talking, when you're writing these is to list the source. So Herbert and Cox, mm -hmm. I know Cox is our new alleged governor, <laughs> um, but Cox, right. our, Herbert also participated in this and he needs, they need an investigation for this. Mm. So because, so how I've chosen to word things is because Herbert and Cox have mandated these things we have the source of the problem which is mm -hmm. herbert and cox we have the problem whatever the problem is like what what you want to write on your affidavit and then we have the damage what is it causing you um is the mask wearing causing headaches is it causing rashes is mm -hmm. it 
interfering with your conscience. Like, you know, it's wrong and you hate it. And it, it feels belittling to do it. Like mm -hmm. uh, there there's, you know, it's, you've got to have what it's, what it's, what the damage is because too many people have written these affidavits and they say things like Costco won't let me in. Right. I was, and they don't. I was, yeah. I was denied service at, you know, such and such retailers. Yeah. Well, the problem with saying an affidavit like that is our affidavit specifically lists Herbert and Cox. So what does a retailer have to do with Herbert and Cox? Right. Now we know it's because of how they've mandated things. We know that they have um, conspired against the people with the health department to make threats, fines and threats and th threats on fines and closures in mm -hmm. business. And so right. that's why we need to word it applicable you know if you have a complaint with costco go take it to costco but this is about herbert and cox and we need to address it like that yeah and then um it's just getting two witnesses and an, and a notary and if masks are an issue for people i you can go through the drive-through you can have a notary come outside um, yeah. it's easy to do so what I, what i did and i don't and this might be an issue i'm not really sure but so there's a, there was an online service that notarizes and they just do it over webcam Oh, and, okay. and that's what I did. But the lady who did it was not from Utah. She was huh. from Virginia. So I don't know if that's, she's still a notary, but I don't know if that is going to be an issue or not, but. Well, if the police, so I'll, I'll say what, I, if they have an issue, then they can always address it. Um, there's mm -hmm. a space for phone number and address and things like that, because if an investigator needs to call you, if they, mm -hmm. if, if they have any questions or they, they want to dig into your case a little bit more. They need to be able to get a hold of you. Okay. So I can keep all of this confidential. I do. I PDF everything that comes in, mm -hmm. and I I have compressed things into files. So I met with Sheriff Smith, who's Utah County's sheriff. Okay. And again, you know, if th this affidavit is the key to act, if we feel like our government has become criminals in the sense of harming people through tyranny. Mm -hmm. then we have to make a report. That's what the affidavit is, is it's your witness. When the police comes, if, after you've called 911 in an emergency or anything, he takes a statement. That's mm -hmm. an affidavit. You can also witness the damage to somebody else. Mm -hmm. So I, my neighbor lost his entire business, or I have a best friend that committed suicide. Mm -hmm. um, and these things all hold weight. And, be, and I'm going to say, so I met with Sheriff Smith. I was also... In, in correspondence with San Pete County Sheriff Nielsen. Recently, he resigned and took a position with uh, Cox. Oh. And so there is an, uh, they are going to have a little election for a new sheriff down there. Um, and we need to get somebody good, somebody who's willing to not fall in line and just be a yes man, somebody who's yeah. willing because the sheriff, the reason I went to the sheriffs is because the sheriffs are our guard against tyranny. They're, they're our, our last line of defense you know when it comes to the people that the sheriff stands in the way between tyranny and us and he is supposed yeah. to defend us yeah i've always heard that the sheriff is is actually a higher authority in in a county than even a, a federal agent or anything would be um, yeah because state will always take precedence mm -hmm. um so when I met with Sheriff Smith and two investigators, it was it was quite kind of an experience. I had 120 or 30 pages of signatures for a petition to have this investigation. Mm 
Okay. I yeah. had a separate file folder and everything was in hard copy, but again, I have everything PDF in separate files. Um, I had a separate one for suicide or high risk. So if I get an affidavit that says I'm struggling with depression and I have suicide ideation, or mm -hmm. my child is experiencing, or my child has uh, attempted suicide, or my child was successful, like anything, mm -hmm. anything attempt ideation or successes in suicide hold a lot of weight. So if somebody has said my life, I feel like my children's life is at risk, just even that much. I have put high risk claims into a separate folder. Um, with just the affidavits alone, I had about 500 pages wow. that they have to go through. <laughs> and then um, there's over a hundred pages in just the suicide portion. Wow. So um, again, we can have gag orders and confidentiality in case people are concerned about that. I would like to see more from school teachers who are noticing the behavioral changes or therapists yeah. who are saying my I'm having an overwhelming amount of clients come in with XYZ because of mandates. Yeah. Um, those kind of statements would be really powerful. And then people in the medical community, I know that they are blacklisted if they come out, but mm -hmm. we need people to have the public virtue and the courage to come out and tell the truth so that we can actually make positive changes in society. Absolutely. So I had I had received an affidavit yesterday of a woman who was in Cache Valley, and she has been trying to press like the health department, the fire departments, the police, the hospitals, asking for the records, not specifics, but asking for the numbers. Like, show me the numbers. She right. even did a grant request for these numbers, and they she and she sent in her affidavit that the response not available, not available. Like huh. on every question she asked. She she visited with these uh, law enforcement and, and doctors and everybody. And they're like, you know, we've never picked up like the fire department. We've never picked up anybody for COVID. And we've <laughs> and so, huh. you know, it's like, well, you know, so she went out of her way and has been this year and, and did a beautiful affidavit with all of that information. Awesome. And so anyway, that's in a sense, that's what that is. Okay. We're also petitioning the attorney general, Reyes, I've been in. Uh, specific correspondence with him mm -hmm. um, because he has the responsibility of making sure if something is a major hazard to our state mm -hmm. that he defends the people as well. So I'm getting this everywhere I can. I've sent it into legislators as they're considering laws and lawmaking to say mm -hmm. this, these things are harming people. And I've, um, and again, the sheriffs and the attorney general. So I'm working on all of those channels with us. Awesome. That, that is fantastic. So, so an affidavit essentially is um, basically your, your, your testimony of harm, right? So it's like, harm, yes. And also not just harm, but um, fraud. Like, so if people mm -hmm. have witnessed fraud, it's, it's harm okay. and or fraud. Okay. Now, when I met with Sheriff Smith and the investigators, this is, this is interesting. They said, well, I think they were trying to fill me out to see how much I knew or how much I would do. Or really? if I would just give up because an affidavit is powerful. Like mm. they have to investigate that legally. And yeah. And mm. I'm not going to pay for a private attorney when our taxes pay for a state attorney. Yeah. So that's why I'm listing these people to do their jobs. They have an oath to us to do yeah. their jobs. And yeah. um, so they told me, well, if you have a code, well, okay, so fine. You want to know a code. So on December 21st, after I met with them, 
I spent a few days reading 413 pages of Utah criminal codes. Wow. And I was in a unique position because I found all of, because I had read all these affidavits, I knew what I could put on there. Mm-hmm. And so I said, oh, that's a code that violates. I have an affidavit for that. And so mm-hmm. I'm very confident, as we said in the beginning, that, that liberty is to protect life, liberty, or I'm um, sorry, laws are to protect life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Right. And so I'm very confident in our case and the codes that I have found that have to enforce these things. We are literally putting these people not only in a political or business trial, but we're putting them in a spiritual trial to protect people's sacred liberty. Yeah. And I'm just going to keep going with what I can and, and keep doing. And, and this, this is not a campaign that's ending. I have four big groups that back me up, Utah groups. And so it's just going to keep going. Good. And, and hopefully those who are watching this or listening from outside of Utah, wherever you might be, you can take a cue and, and, and maybe they could get in touch with you. Uh, I can put, if there's a, an email or something, I can give them for you and, and, and hopefully they can institute it wherever they are as well. Yeah. Um, so the email to get this affidavit is the truth, Utah at protonmail.com. Okay. Again, it's just the three words, the truth, Utah at protonmail.com. Now, if you just message that we're working from, my group is working from different locations. So don't scan anything into that email. I Mm. need the hard copies. I'm keeping the hard copies like gold. Yeah. And, um, but that's how you can get the affidavit and that's how you can contact us. But anybody out of state can take this affidavit and customize it for their state. Yeah. Okay. Well, and I'll put the links in, in the show notes as well. So they can just click on and, and find all the information they, they might need, but um, just great stuff. And, and so glad for you, to, uh, grateful to you for, to, for, for doing all this, this work and, and, and to those who are supporting you, because I know it's not a, it can be a heavy, a heavy load to carry um, all on your own. And I think that that's, that's uh, that one of been one of the, the most difficult parts of, of this last year has been people's feeling people feeling isolated and, and feeling alone so mm-hmm. it definitely like you talked about kind of reaching out um finding people who were of a like mind was was is so important yeah. um, and so um that that is wonderful so yeah i did my i did my affidavit and hopefully that that comes through okay and and hopefully they'll contact me if they have any issues and and we can go from there but i'll put the link to the if, if you can't go out, if you can't find someone who's willing to meet you, or if you can't find a, a notary or whatever, I did an online one. They, they, that it worked great. I had to have, you know, a, a witness there as well. And they, the, the time frames that they had available were late because so many people are using their services, I guess. But, um, <sighs> so I, I had to do it at like midnight or after midnight, but it's wow. fine. They, they, I did do, I think if you schedule it a few, maybe a few days in advance, you'd probably be okay to do it during the day. But, um, but you know, it, it, it worked, it worked fine for me. So, um, yeah. so that is, that is wonderful. And how are you finding these conversations? Are you encouraged by their responses of the sheriffs or, or anything? So I followed through, I, again, we're at a standstill with San Pete County, who's we need a good sheriff in there, a mm-hmm. good sheriff who's again willing to do the right thing. Um, but Sheriff Smith, he got back with me a couple of days ago and said that he had sent everything in as protocol to his sergeant, and that team is looking over everything. Okay. Um, so we'll see. Yeah. I mean, they really they can't ignore it. And it, the right. interesting thing is, as I as I have 
I feel like I'm just kind of being carried on this journey and yeah. wherever it goes, but God knows he has a servant in me and I'll do what I, I'll do what I can. And again, all we're asking for is the rescindment of the mandates and the rhetoric and the stopping of terrorizing people and focusing on deaths and cases yeah. like just stop, just stop. Right. We don't talk about cancer this way or heart disease this way or the flu just, or right yeah the flu is yeah. cured we just right. don't you know we yeah. we need to stop and and we need to start focusing focusing on positive things and the exact opposite of what we're doing instead of hiding we need we need yeah. to be outside getting fresh air sunshine yes uh communicating with connecting with each other yeah yeah and so yeah i i'm just gonna keep doing that i mean i've had some oper really cool opportunities to be on radios and um you know, yeah. I have a talk show live tonight to do that. And oh, yeah, you several mentioned different, that. yeah, several different podcasts. And, you sure. know, and it's interesting that the four big groups back me up because they don't always agree. Those really? leaders of those groups don't always agree on what needs to be done. But every single one of them, even the hardest of ones to convince have allowed, you know, you know, me to to um, kind of piggyback on their efforts and, and have supported. So there That's is something nice. to this. This is easy. It's easy to do. Yeah. You owe it to yourself. We owe it to our children, the future of our state. Yeah. And um, it's we, the people, we have the answer. We are the answer. It's yes. not your government's not going to come and wave, wave a magic wand. You know, honestly, I'm not asking for the governor to give us permission. It's really stupid to have to have permission. Yes. You shouldn't have to have. And I did. I compiled out of those 413 pages, I compiled 30 pages of codes. 30 pages of codes that corresponded. Yeah. And before each code I witnessed, I said, we, we the people of Utah witness that we have experienced X, Y, Z. And I just, you know, summarized and it has violated this code and our rights. And so, um, you know, they, they have their hands full with our case. Yeah. And I want to keep putting the pressure on them and keep flooding with them with, you know, again, with these affidavits, we owe it to our state. Yes, so. I agree. And and so, and if they ignore it, it will be, I mean, they can't legally ignore it. So you're, you know. Legally, they can't ignore it. Right, so. They, they, they can't ignore it. And somebody somewhere has to do their job. And I, as I continue to have public speaking engagements, these names are mentioned. If they're not doing their job, they're at risk for not being reelected. Yeah. At bare minimum, yeah. at bare minimum, they're at risk for not being reelected. So. I don't mean harm or ill will on anybody. Right. I'm not trying to, if you want restitution, if you feel like you've been harmed and, and you want restitution, then people need to go about that on their own. I'm not, that's not what I'm doing. So again, right. it's, it's just a matter of just leave us alone and the government needs to get out of the way so yeah. that we can be a free people and protect our freedom. Right. Yeah. So that's, that's what I'm about. That's great. So, and, and those who, and you've mentioned this a couple of times, those who feel like they don't really have a grievance or they don't, they can't point to anything. I, I didn't necessarily feel like I could point to a lot of specific things, but there were, but I came up with a couple. And, and so I think that if you kind of rack and some of it is just realizing that it doesn't have to be huge. It doesn't have to be, right. Oh, I was, um, you know, like accosted at, at some store because I wasn't wearing a mask because I have, you know, some kind of medical condition that doesn't allow me to, or whatever. It doesn't have to be something like that. It just, it can be your own um, emotional state being impacted. Your, if you're experiencing the stress or if you've, 
you know, it can, it, whatever it might be, it can be small, it can be smaller, but, but it, exactly. it needs. Yeah, exactly. Because of the mandates that yeah. Herbert and Cox have put on the people through acts of terrorism, I'm sorry, but they are, these are, yeah. this is, this is domestic terrorism and, um, you know, sending us texts with emergency alerts. <laughs> I mean, right. who does that? You know, and then getting on the TV and, and threatening people, like it's created a psychological effect where people are yeah. acting out of fear. And because they are, they're not thinking rationally. They're not treating people charitably. So yeah. it's disturbed the peace. We, we Our peace has been disturbed. So just, you know, because Herbert and Cox have um, caused fear upon the people, I witness that relationships are now strained. Yeah. And it's causing it's causing me depression or anxiety or frustration. I mean, whatever yeah. that is. Um, but yeah, businesses have been been devastated this year. Um, yeah. You know, businesses, churches, like uh, just everything, how mm. we live from the very how could people say they don't have a story when this is touched so much? This is not yeah. an anti-mask movement. This right. is this is a freedom for pro freedom. Yeah, pro freedom, right. pro choice, right. absolutely. If you want to wear a mask, that's fine. I, you know, yeah, totally. You can do that, but 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 to your your point is that it it can't be mandated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's yeah, we can't force people. You can't legislate morals. Yeah, you can't legislate. Yeah, how how people interact with each other. You know, yeah. it, I mean, it it history. The books of history, I think, tell us a very scary story when um when uh government takes massive action um in response to fear or mm -hmm. or or a or a perceived fear whether they create it or not but and so at very least i think we've got to be aware of that fact and be very thoughtful and, and really examine everything that's going on and make sure that we are making good and right decisions because you know to like you mentioned earlier um we you, there has to be what you say due process right mm -hmm. and there there hasn't been it's just here are all of these cases you are a danger you better do these things right like yeah for them to tell us that thousands of people could die and that we're at risk and that right. we're going to hurt people by going outside and we're going to, we're a threat to others. I mean, how does that not incite um, harassment or, um, you know, negative feelings between people? It just, you know, people who can and people who can't, we can't, there is not a blanket cure for, for this. There, there can yeah. never be. That's like a doctor, medical doctor coming out. If anything, the medical community knows how individual everybody is. Yeah. Not everybody who's who's depressed should be prescribed Prozac. Yeah. And not everybody who has an infection should should get um what is it? Um I'm uh like antibiotics, you mean? Or... Like an antibiotic, but there's a specific one and I'm allergic to it. Penicillin. Oh, right. I'm mm -hmm. terribly allergic to penicillin. Mm -hmm. And so we can't blanket society on everything and yes. just assume everybody needs to be doing the same thing. Yes. And that I mean we we don't want to necessarily run down this rabbit hole, but 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 the vaccine issue and that speaks to that issue enormously. That mm -hmm. that there there is no good one size fits all medication, yeah. and and yeah. that's 
never really taken into account with with vaccination not just this new one but any previous either you, you people are not tested first to make sure that they don't have a you know a, a pre-existing underlying condition, condition or an will, allergy or yeah, yeah. yeah for a gene mutation yeah. or something like that yeah mm -hmm. so yeah it's but but anyway so that's a just great stuff thank you so much for for doing all that work and and for coming on and, and talking about it and um i anything that you want to leave with uh, that, that you haven't mentioned already or you can talk about where people can find you or find more information about you and i'll put it in the in the, the links in the description and, and anything but anything you you want to close with well i i think this has been a great opportunity if and really i'm just trying to help people understand what is our civic duty yeah. our civic duty is to be involved and yeah. there are people who are donating hours upon hours of time to be active um you can find me on telegram you can find me on Facebook for however much longer till, till they <laughs> yeah. ban me. I mostly post my opinions, though. I'm not usually flagged or censored on there. Mm. Um, but, you know, we're, we're, you know, it's hard. It's hard to find people with, you know, different uh, platforms being shut down. Yeah. So, yeah. And really, the truth, Utah, that's a great, you know, the truth, Utah, protonmail.com. Go to there, get your affidavit there and. Feel free okay. to ask any questions you have. Um, yeah, and I did that and they, I don't know if it was you or whoever was responding, but it helped me quite a bit when I was trying to figure out if you feel confused by this and over, I get overwhelmed by like a legal language. And so I was like, uh, what, what is this exactly? So I just emailed them and it was helpful. So yeah, good, good. Yeah. So that's my coworker working on that. She's okay. actually the author of the affidavit. She's a natural a naturopathic doctor. Oh, fantastic. And she's the one that wrote this. And um, so she's kind of helping with that. And I'm more in charge of the publicity. And okay. she, you know, she's been banned from social media. So, <laughs> of course. Of yes. course. I'd, I'd, I'd like to talk to her sometime. Um, so, anyway, that's fantastic. Thank you again. Thanks for being on. And, and I will we'll put this out and, and hopefully continue to, to share these things that we both are so. Uh, passionate about and feel are so important and, and continue to fight for and protect um, our freedoms and, and just continue moving forward. So Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. I appreciate you having me. It's been great. Great. Thanks. Thanks, Selena.